This is Hope FM. That's Jordan Felice there and next to me. Well, as you heard me saying, we've got a whole host of guests in the in the studio this morning. So we've got George from Cannes, we've got Alex from Cannes. By the way, Cannes is Community Action Network. Uh, we've got uh, Mark from the Samaritans. Uh, we've got Eunice from Caring Canines, Terry from Together We Can, and Gary from the Pool Community COVID Support. And somehow, Emma, you've made me given me the task of talking to all these wonderful people. But why? Yeah. Yes, yes. So, um, um, as you mentioned earlier, normally we come on every month to kind of champion and celebrate one individual organisation or charity um, through our Community Heroes in the Spotlight initiative that we've been running for the last few months. Um, so this this month, or I would say in June, it's the 1st of June to the 7th of June, it's Volunteers Week. And we ask for organisations and community groups that are led by volunteers to kind of pitch themselves to us so we could vote for them as to who we wanted to have this month. And um, unfortunately, there was just so many wonderful, amazing organisations that have been doing some great work. Um, so we couldn't choose. So in, instead, we decided that we'd kind of champion and celebrate every single one of them um, throughout the the month of June. And of course, you say every single one of them, but we're nowhere near every single one of them because, I mean, I don't know, have you ever worked out how many voluntary organisations there are in the the sort of Bournemouth Pool Christchurch area and wider sort of area? I mean, there must be hundreds. Yeah, so we reckon in BCP there's at least about 2,000 and that's just the ones that we kind of know about. They're They're not the really small community kind of getting together and supporting their communities themselves that don't really need our help. So, yeah, 2,000 is just an amazing number, isn't it, really? Uh, it's incredible. And, of course, I, I always say that volunteers themselves are the salt of the earth because, to be quite honest, without the input of volunteers doing the, the myriad of amazing work that they do, I think that society would come to a grinding halt, you know. And, and the good thing is that that has been uh, so much recognised by local authorities and, and, and other sort of statutory agencies as well. They they can't do it on their own. Yeah, and I think that's really been echoed this this last year as well, where we've seen a lot of partnerships come together. Um, for example, the Together We Can initiative, where we've seen BCP Council come together with organisations such as ourselves, um, Community Action Network, and other groups and community organisations. Now, obviously, uh, we, you know we're going to be talking about about Together We Can uh, in a in a moment or two. But the, I mean, there was at least two thousand people deployed, wasn't there? In terms of, and that was just Bournemouth. And of course, if you add Paul and Christchurch into that, that number, I guess, would be a lot higher. Yeah. So we had a lot a lot of volunteers come forward to kind of support both the Together We Can initiative and our Stop COVID marshals, which are the um, individuals that support. Um, and make sure people feel comfortable and happy going for their COVID jab up at the BIC and in other community vaccination centres. So we've seen, um, we've got two and a half thousand active volunteers across those two initiatives for BCP. So yeah, amazing. Now you you brought a whole host of people with you. I'm going to try uh, talking to as many of them in this hour of the programme as I possibly can. And uh, because sat next to you, we have uh, uh, Gary. And Gary, good morning to you. I'm sorry, I can't see you because there's a monitor in front of me and you, but I can hear your voice. So, so, so Gary, you're, you're with the, uh, well, you tell us who you're with. I'm with uh, Paul Covid Supports Group in Paul. So how did you come to be involved with that? Um, to be quite honest, it's been quite a while now, but I think a friend put me forward, um, suggested it to me, so uh, I just applied and uh, I got accepted. 
So what, what did you end up doing, and did you get training for it? No, there was uh, no training involved that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, we were uh, basically asked if we could, what we could do in the sense of like, um, in the sense of doing it, and it was uh, basically I, I obviously I drive, so um, I offered my driving services. Um, we were given a mask and um, an ID badge and uh, sanitising creams, obviously for when we go out you know, to various places. Um, but yeah, uh, no, there was no training as, as far as I, I, I can remember of anyway. Now, obviously, you were giving off your time, and, uh, and, and, and I guess that, that was making a big difference to the people that were benefiting from that. Did you see much of people's reactions of those folk that you were taking food to or, or, or whatever other way you were supporting them? Oh, yes, definitely. I mean, it, it, so many people have been so appreciative of what we've done. Um, it's just amazing the, the, the thanks that you get, the smiles, yeah, just, just, just the, 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 yeah, the empathy you get back from them is, it's just, it's brilliant. Yeah, I can understand that. And I guess also, if you, I mean, think of yourself. Had you not given of your time and volunteered, what would you? Do you think it would have been like a little lost man during this terribly extended long period of, well, of lockdown? In fact, not just one period, but was it three or four, four? Um, yes and no. Uh, fortunately, I do five volunteer jobs. Five. Um, so yeah, I'm. Gary, I'm you're very you're busy. a glutton for punishment, you. Well, no, it 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 keeps me occupied and it gives me purpose in my life, and yeah, that's that's why I do it basically. Oh well, well, while we make a quick switch, I come back to to you, uh, Emma. And um, so, uh, I mean, again, Gary is sort of very, very typical, isn't he? Uh, you know, he, he talks so very naturally there of giving up his time and effort. But, but that's exactly what hundreds of people have done. Yeah, just, just, yeah, as you said, it's just very natural to people to give up their time and kind of support other people within their community. And it, it's so heartwarming to kind of hear the reactions to those people that they're going out to help on a, on a daily basis that, otherwise might not be able to kind of access food or um, see another person during lockdown. So, yeah, it's lovely. It's just lovely. Now, again, sat next to you, somebody completely different. The last time this organisation were in the studio, I was just saying to Eunice here, who sat beside you now, uh, that, that a little dog came. Now, the only trouble is I tried interviewing him, but he slept. <laughs> Uh, as he slept through the whole interview it was so interesting you know all I could hear onto the table was (laughs) but Eunice uh, uh, carrying uh, canines uh, uh, tell us a wee bit about that organisation what what do you guys do yes I joined Caring Canines right at the start of the organisation in 2006 we offer dog assisted therapy uh, to offer normality to patients in hospital where I've been visiting for 10 years at the Macmillan unit. It's just a case of going in with a friendly face and a waggy tail and to me that says it all and patients are so glad to see us weekly. They often say Tia's visit is far better than any dose of medicine and animals do make a difference. And do you have a, a little animal yourself, Eunice? Yes, I have a golden retriever, Tia, who I've been working with for ten and a half years. She loves people more than dogs, so she is a great ambassador for caring canines. I mean, they say that dogs are, uh, are men's 
best friends, don't they? And uh, and, and I guess that uh, that that it must have a, a real soothing effect whenever you take the dogs, who of course are trained, aren't they, to to meet with with people who sometimes, of course, can be quite distressed, can't they? The the people, I mean. That's right. Yes, and I say I also do bookwise with Tia. Um, we go into a school, and the children with reading problems read to the dogs. They're quite happy to sit on the floor with a dog and read, and it brings their reading level up enormously. Now, talking a wee bit about yourself, Eunice, uh, w- why did you decide all those years ago? Because you've been volunteering for for quite a long time. What, what was it that decided you know made you to give of your time to help in you know through? Uh, through this, the charity that you're talking about and indeed other work that you've been doing? Yes, I think as you get older, you've got more time to yourself. I had a very, I have a very good dog who just loves people. So I felt once Caring Canines got going, that was for me. Now, the, the, the big people listening to the programme who maybe have thought about volunteering but haven't quite taken the step. So here you are... You can give them a bit of advice, Eunice. How would you encourage people to maybe consider volunteering as something for themselves? Oh, absolutely. You get so much out of it. And when you bring smiles to patients' faces, that says it all. And also, the the staff at Macmillan say, Tia takes the sadness away, which is very true. And, and of course, that's not just for the patients, because I suppose that in terms of McMillan's work, you're dealing with relatives as that's well. Right. And of course, it, it can be a very difficult and challenging mm. time for them. But anyone wanting to do it, you know, they can just join us at any time and they will just love the experience, as all our volunteers do. With You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk. And today I've got uh, Emma from uh, Community Action Network in the studio introducing a whole range of guests because next week we celebrate uh, Volunteers Week and we've been talking to a whole range of of people who have been volunteering in many, many different capacities and making a very real difference in the community. And right now I have sat next to me Councillor George. I say Councillor George because you're not really here wearing your your sort of councillor hat this morning, but you're, you're very welcome, George. But Thank you, Blair. You have been, of course, very heavily involved with uh, with Together We Can. Now, for the completely own initiative, uh, Together We Can was a real coming together, wasn't it, of the of the council uh, and uh, and also the Community Action Network and a whole host of volunteers. Have I summed that up correctly? Absolutely, spot on, Blair. It was a, it was a fantastic sort of collaborative effort um, to to bring together uh, the volunteers and the appeal that went out. If I recall correctly, it was in excess of two thousand five hundred across the conurbation. Um, that volunteered to help. Um, lots of us, as with myself, no idea what was expected of us. Um, and the Together We Can um, project uh, and the programme um, brought us together and deployed us effectively um, to help people in need. And one of the things which um, the reason I volunteered was because of people shielding, because there was a great deal of fear, if we remember back and there um, still is for the first lockdown. D- oh, yes, absolutely. Um, well, one of the nice things I've found is that um, the, and it's sweet, um, but bittersweet in that people are, were almost ashamed to ask for help for they desperately needed it when they're shielding. But one of the things which I like is that some of the people that I volunteered back then, I still volunteer for today. 
And what what was it that sort of, uh, you know, made you decide to volunteer? Was it something you've always done even before COVID? Oh, yes. I, I, I get a great deal of fulfillment um, out of volunteering, you know, helping your neighbours, helping others. Um, you had Eunice on early from Caring Canines, and uh, I used to volunteer with my hound um, in the before times, as I called them, before COVID, um, at a special needs school as well as the hospitals. But unfortunately, um, that um, dropped away because of the, the need for uh, social distancing. And Together We Can was an ideal opportunity for me to uh, get my fulfillment by helping others. Now, speaking more specifically about you know, what you've done in this last session, I mean, uh, food banks, you've been involved with different things, have you? Absolutely. Um, some food bank runs um, because people don't have transport or they might not be able to take public transport as they normally would do. Um, that introduced me to another sphere of volunteering, which I've just taken up as well, which is volunteering for driving because anybody's skills. You know, so I'm a driver, but these are these are skills which are needed by uh, voluntary organisations to deliver food to people. And, you know, it's a really good connection. And the, the, the Together We Can project is opened up all these avenues into the third sector and by that I mean voluntary and civic sort of duties etc and you get to meet other people. Now obviously uh, I'll ask you a question wearing your councillor hat because because one of the things that we really ought to mention is is the tremendous partnership work that took place because obviously the need was obvious. I think the council recognised that, that the, the, they needed an, an army of people. Uh, do you think that that spirit of cooperation that has clearly been so successful will continue even though now i mean we're not quite out of covid but we're emerging i think is the word but it would be great if that sort of spirit of volunteering and and the recognition uh, of what volunteers do continues absolutely i agree with that it's it's one of the things which covid has identified for us not just at the local authority level but you know right across um, society as a whole nationally is that people volunteering um people that are working in key uh, key roles are actually what drives this country forward and keeps it operating and that human touch is important you know and, and by by working together by volunteering you bring a human face to the to the to the council well we're going to be talking uh, to uh, terry and alex in, in in just a moment and uh, we'll just come back to, to eunice so from the together uh, we can campaign what was it that you think that you know was the most encouraging thing with all of that i think it's got to be the the volunteers and the number of volunteers that came back came forward so freely to support um their community so um one of the things that we're kind of building on you kind of mentioned well it's kind of created a legacy so we've got we're gonna ha- we've got over 2,000 volunteers that, we, that, are, that are now working and volunteering within their community and can are looking at how can we create community volunteers that can help with whether that's beach litter picking or continue with kind of um, deliveries of food packages or whether that's kind of going out and setting up fairs for their local community. So there's lots of different options and it's, it's lovely just to kind of see that there could be a future with utilising these people. So turning to you, uh, to Terry, now Terry, you've also got involved with uh, with Together We Can. What, what was your story? How, how did you come to get involved? Um, it, it all sort of came together at once, really. Um, I've uh, reached a point where I don't work every day anymore. Um, and so I started thinking, yeah, you know, I, sh- I could volunteer. And this came about um, about the same time as I was uh, having those thoughts. Um, and that was basically how I got involved. It was a, an opportunity mm-hmm. to uh, put my name forward. And uh, it's progressed from there. I mean, one of the things that I tell people, uh, Emma, is that, that 
volunteering is selfish. I know it sounds a terribly negative thing to say, isn't it? But what I mean by that is it's okay, actually, to be able to develop yourself, your own skills, rather than sat home bored, twiddling your thumbs. Many people with a huge range of experiences at all sorts of levels, to to suddenly not be able to exercise those skills. Now, I can see just by looking at you that that, that actually that was your experience. You were were learning new things as well as giving. Well, absolutely. I'm learning, still learning new things every day. Like Um, radio broadcasting, for example. (laughs) It just just goes on and on, you know. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I think you, you also learn about, other uh, other groups of people, as, uh, as uh, George was saying, mm-hmm. that um, you know we we all live our lives and we don't necessarily look that far to the left or the right. Uh, and with something like this, you begin to see mm-hmm. even more. Um, what's happening out there i mean we often talk about the negative effects of covid and my goodness there's been many of those but if if you had to think well the positive things of your experience through through this whole difficult and challenging time what would you identify as being some of the positive positive people things i think it's brought people together a lot more um and i mean certainly one of the things that i've really noticed uh when i'm at uh, the bic is that um everybody is pretty well everybody is is very calm whatever the situation some people have had to wait for quite a while but there hasn't really been or certainly not when i've been there there hasn't really been anybody kicking off or anything like this you know you might get a few grumbles but there's not none of the uh, perhaps none of the the angst or whatever that um, mm. there might have been in the past. Mm. Now, of course, you, you mentioned the BIC because you were there marshalling and, and, and helping people. What, what was it like? Was it a bit manic? Um, I have to say it was very well organised. Um, so, um, but, yeah, it's a bit scary to start with. You, uh, you, know, you look out there and there's this massive queue of people and uh, it's just like, ah, yeah right um (laughs) now what do i do uh but it is very very well run we're all uh looked after very well and uh schooled in what we uh, did did you get your your uh yeah i i did uh i did get a uh did get a jab i've had my uh my second one as well so uh i'm grateful for that um but uh, yeah, it, it was to begin with. It was a bit manic. I think it's more worrying for the uh, for the volunteers and for uh, anybody in the queue. Well, I suppose the, the thought of it, because you don't know, you know, what people's reaction are going to no, be. And I, I and I guess if people have got a queue, you know, they can get a bit ratty sometimes, can't they? Apparently so. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I've never done anything bef- like this before. So. Uh, so you would know, you? It's a whole new experience. Would you want to continue with your volunteer? Yeah. Yeah. Now that I've uh, now that I've started. Um, certainly, I'm, I'm, the intention is to uh, to continue with uh, with volunteering for uh, basically for as long as I can. Well, thank you, Terry. We'll talk to Alex in uh, in just just a moment. But coming back to you, uh, Emma. I mean, it, it, it's everybody we've spoken to so far have been talking about being fulfilled. You know, basically using the skills that they've had on their time and discovering that actually that they they really enjoy it. Yes, yeah. So it's just, it's just, as I, I feel like I'm just repeating myself, but it is, it's just, it's just so lovely to see people. And as you said, people are it, volunteering is a very selfish thing, but it's that's not a bad thing at all because actually you can develop your, own, you can develop skills. So you have younger people coming to volunteer to kind of learn new skills to kind of develop their CV. You have people coming in to kind of share 
um, their skills to teach other people as well. So that's that's another way of doing it. So um, yeah, it's just, it's just wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> so Alex, uh, you you also volunteered. Uh, yeah. Were you down? Were you down at the Bic as well? Yeah, I was. I've been there since. Uh, the first day the big actually opened for the, as a vaccine centre. So why did you decide to put, put uh, well, yourself I forward? graduated in September and obviously the uh, the job market has been really great so far so I haven't really been able to find much of a job um, and then this came along and it's been really great because sort of the whole autumn I've been a bit down, stuck mm-hmm. in around that sort of stuff sure. but doing this is has given me a sense of purpose in that selfish sort of way. Now, of course, you're at the younger end uh, uh, of the scale and and they're saying that quite a lot of young people were very adversely affected by the mental health. And Mm. and I guess that, you know, not not being clear about your future, the uncertainty of COVID, for so many that must that must have been such a challenge. Did you find it difficult? Oh, hugely, yeah. You, you know, you, when you're a uni, you, know, you may not know what you want to do when you leave, but you sort of know there's going to be a job somewhere out there for you or, you know, you can find your own place at some point. But for a year now, it's been stuck at home, not really knowing what to do, not knowing where to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting out of the house and doing this has been really great for that. Well, you, you weren't stuck to that settee and <laughs> you certainly weren't twiddling your thumbs. You, you, you came forward and, and, you, and you volunteered. As you look back on the experience thus far, what's, what's it done for you? Oh, it, it's been great. I've met so many different volunteers. So I've met people from all sorts of walks of life. So it's fascinating talking to them, talking to people coming into the centre for, for their jabs, you know, nurses, all, all, all sorts. It's just talking to people again. <laughs> it's been great. <laughs> and do you think it'll set you up then for, I mean, any employers listening, I want you to pay very careful attention because we've got a young man here who's up for employment, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> and anything I can get at this point. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, it's just, it's been great. You know, even with people who are perhaps a bit hesitant about coming in or nervous or whatever talking to them has been great sort of seeing them sort of calm down when you're talking to them well Alex thank you so much for, for, for volunteering and of course and you will have seen you know, even for people waiting in the queue for their for their mm. jobs I mean it, no doubt it was quite a worrying thing for some of them because there was some people had quite bad reactions didn't they some people had bad reactions the funny thing was when, when you had the older generations come in they were quite stoical about it quite you know mm-hmm. we could do anything to them really and they, sure. they'd be fine but the we, young people are invincible oh well, I don't know no? a bit, bit more nervous a bit more nervous for sure because the threat of it for us is not as real so sure. at times it's been nerve wracking but you know I, I've had a couple of people in the queue sort of resenting having to use their hand sanitizer all the time and I'm sort of like what do you expect in a, in a, in a vaccination centre <laughs> 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 but, but luckily there's only a couple of people like that and most people even if they're nervous are still really polite and, and just thankful that so they can get a jab. Yeah. Well, thank you for volunteering and uh, and sharing on the radio with us today. It's, it's yeah. fantastic. This is Hope FM. Today, in the first hour of the show, we've been focusing on all things volunteering because uh, next week, from the 1st to 7th of June, uh, we're going to be celebrating the amazing work of volunteers. Now, there's another organisation that many of you will be familiar with, uh, the Samaritans. And, and the Samaritans have... Uh, long before, of course, uh, COVID, we're doing tremendous work. And I've got Mark here at the moment. Mark, uh, how did you come to be involved in the first place with the Samaritans? I was actually looking around for some volunteering for my son who was doing Duke of Edinburgh. And just looking through various lists, I was struck the fact that maybe I had some spare time and maybe I could offer you know, some experience to to something. And, and the Samaritans jumped out at me. Um, I don't have a background in supporting people in any kind of way. I work in IT. But I thought I'd offer myself and, and I got through the interview and, and the training we have is, is fantastic. So you don't have to have any background in, in supporting people. 
and it's you know it's been an incredible thing just to talk to people who are you know who are going through all sorts of um, challenges or, or you know frustrations in their life that they can turn to the Samaritans and, and talk to us. And of course, it would have been challenging anyway before COVID, with the onset of COVID, and of course the difficulties that that's presented even for you as an organisation because obviously meeting people face to face and so on uh, was impossible. But I guess a lot of your work is on the telephone anyway. Yeah, we we have. Um, 200 branches around the UK who are available 24-7 and our particular branch we lost um, 55 volunteers who who self-distanced for their own uh, health and safety so it became a challenge for our branch but other volunteers stepped up and we continued answering that phone but you're right we, we also do work in the community and we could also have people come into the branch and that all had to stop which um, hurt us because we had some really great relationships with all sorts of organisations around the Bournemouth and Paul and Christchurch area so we're hoping to get back to that at the end of June. <laughs> and was it was it particularly bad the number of calls coming through with you because know, I know a lot of people were well they were losing loved ones and so on so you know bereavement and all of that sort of thing not being able to meet with people and the anxiety that that all flowed from I mean was that reflected in the in the in the calls that you're receiving? Certainly the conversations around March last year started talking about COVID. I mean, I think it's one of those things that we've all been affected by. The volunteers, everyone has been affected by COVID in, in some kind of way. So whether that was then being at home with, you know, a partner who you weren't normally at home with, not being able to go to work, people with mental health challenges, routines changing, which can be very important for those. The, those conversations were had on the phones and through email and, and our online chat as well. Mm. Now, as you look back... And- Volunteering. Um, what would you say has been the benefits in your own life uh, through through offering your time and service in, in this case for the Samaritans? This is quite funny. Uh, I suppose we've all had people say to us, "Are you listening to me?" And the one thing as a Samaritan, we we teach people how to listen, and you know, to listen can be very tiring. But I think judging people not not sorry not judging people but when someone talks to me in my work life i listen to them in a slightly different way and and more appreciative of maybe why things haven't i haven't been able to do certain things uh whereas before maybe i was a bit more um you know focused on the fact they had to do something and had to be done by a certain time but sometimes those things can't happen because we have all things gone on in our lives which can affect that well thank you so much for not only volunteering but but agreeing to come on the radio uh, on the on the you know, on the cusp of volunteers week but but i guess in uh, one final question you mean if you were encouraging people listening to the program this morning to to, to get involved with volunteering whether that be the samaritans or, or whatever other realm of service that people can give what would you say to them i'd say have a go you know put yourself forward to see if there's something maybe you know if you have some spare time that you can offer to other people it's extremely rewarding and you know there are fantastic organizations and other charities out there like samaritans be it from a person who does something from a small shed up to the larger ones like ourselves it it is extremely rewarding to you know to help other people well, thank you, Mark. And uh, Emma, thank you so much for bringing, you know, a whole host of, of, of volunteers from different organisations in this morning. I think they've done a great job in highlighting the, b- both the need, but also the value in volunteering for themselves and for the community. It's been lovely to listen to them, hasn't it? Just to kind of hear about why they do it and the benefits of it. And as you said, it's so rewarding as I volunteer myself. And <laughs> yeah, I thought it's just, it's just lovely. It's just... The empathy, the um, how much you kind of 
impact on someone else's life just by giving up your own time is just it, yeah it's really really rewarding now of course uh, uh, can is there to support uh, voluntary organizations in all sorts of ways and next week in volunteering week you have a very special virtual event don't you yes yeah, so um one of our main aims as an organization is to enable people to volunteer and to support organizations in um recruiting volunteers so to support with that we have a virtual volunteers fair that's taken place throughout um the throughout volunteers week so um we have over 20 organisations that will be joining us uh, right through from Tuesday. Is this, like, is this like a showcase of what they do? Yeah, so it'll be, it'll be on Zoom, so people will be able to log in um, and kind of hear hear from different organisations to kind of tell why do they need volunteers, what will you, could you be doing with them and what support and training is available. So um, if you are interested in kind of attending that or have any ideas or any free time that you think you could maybe volunteer in, please do take a look at that event that's taking place next week. So And just when and where? So it, it it's across the course of the week. So we've got various different sessions that are taking place from Tuesday through to Friday that have... Um, different themes so you can log on to our website so www.can100.org and there's much more information about what's taking place and how to book on to the events fantastic well, it sounds it sounds great and guys check that website out so www.can100.org.uk yes for more inspirational interviews podcasts and hope fm best bits visit hopefm.com forward slash listen again